Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Starting a new series today, and it's entitled Faith for Life. Somebody say Faith for Life. Yeah, sometimes we struggle in our faith for different reasons. Sometimes it's simply because we're not feeding our faith. Sometimes we just don't feed our faith. Scripture says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now, I, I love preaching and teaching, and I, I love doing it myself. I love hearing other preachers and teachers, but I heard of one woman of God recently who, on her day off, she listens to like seven, many times on her day off, she listens to like seven or eight teachings. Now, that's crazy because that's just building your faith. If it's truly well-spoken word, 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 then guess what? You're building your faith. That's why you come to church on a Sunday morning. That's why you come to church on a Wednesday night. That's why you have devotional time with God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Somebody say, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now, this is the simple act of faith. You say, man, we were sinners. Christ loved us while we were yet sinners. Well, how did you stand up and come to God? Well, he was drawing you in as well, but your will had to be in effect, and you had to agree to God. He was pulling you in, and you gave in to him. And, but it took your faith to believe. Scripture says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Scripture also says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, then you'll be saved. But it's interesting. We as believers many times, we accept the Lord, and then we, forget, we say, man, I accepted Jesus. I prayed the prayer. I'm, try, I'm trying to live right. But then we forget that it took faith for us to even accept Jesus. We forget, and we go on and we go, well, I have a hard time believing for that, or I have a hard time believing that I'm right with God. Look, if you don't believe you're right with God, it's going to be very hard to believe God for anything. All right? And I want to get into some points today. This is a message on faith. It's a series on faith. But today I'm going to talk about righteousness, which is right standing with God. No matter what, you've accepted Jesus and you're not practicing sin, you say, man, I'm not out trying to sin. I've sinned. I make mistakes, and I confess my sins. Well, guess what? You are right with God. You are right with God. Somebody say, I am right with God. You are right with God. That's what righteousness is. Righteousness means you are right with God. Now, once again, it's hard, it's hard to believe God for anything if, if, you, if you say, man, I'm I'm just a sinner. And people say this. They think it sounds real spiritual. They say, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Okay, I see what you're saying, but you were a sinner. You're not a sinner anymore. You notice in Scripture, some of the most carnal churches, uh, the, the Corinthian church, Paul writes to them, and he says the saints, they were carnal. You ever read First and Second Corinthians? They were doing some crazy stuff. They were believers, but they were doing some carnal stuff. Some of them were walking in sin. And it's crazy. By faith, Paul calls them to the saints. The saints. Another translation of that is the holy. You say, what is the holy? Holy means you've been set apart. You're God's own now. You're right with God. That's righteousness. Are you with me? You're right with God. And when you're right with God, you always do your best to live like you're right with God. Somewhere along the line, man, the, the train got derailed and people said, well, I'm right with God. I can just live how I want. Well, if you're really right with God, you're going to want to live right, right? If you're really right with God, you're going to want to live right. 
So let's get into some points this morning. I think this is important, very, very important. Well, before we get into the points, let me I jump ahead of myself here. Let me read you a text here in Romans. This really touched my heart. Romans 3, verse 19. It's about 12 verses. Now look at this. Great translation of this. Some translations, man, you're bouncing around through here going, what? But this is a good translation. New Living Translation, what I usually preach out of. Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given, right? For its purpose is to keep people from having what? Excuses. (laughs) And to show that the entire world is guilty before God. Okay? That's pre-Christ. That's before Jesus. Did you ever pull that in high school or in school and say, Teacher, what if we didn't know? That was one of, I knew people that used that a lot once in a while. I did say, what if we didn't know? They're like, it's on the board. It was there all week. You knew. You saw it. But what if, no, there's no excuse. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. Don't get disappointed or depressed here. We're going somewhere with this, okay? Say, I can't be made right with God by doing what the law commands. No, the law simply shows us how sinful we are. Thank God for Jesus. My brother-in-law said that a few weeks ago. He said, man, he's reading through the the Old Testament. I'm, I'm over there, too. I'm in Leviticus, man. I'm going... Man, they dripped a bird, they dripped his blood and let the bird fly off and let this one die and then wash your hands and put on undergarments and take that out and put your hands on a goat and send him outside of the camp and come through and make sure that you offer this part. of. Man, it was confusing and complicated for people. And all it did was, and God knew what he was doing, he said, I'm going to show you how much you need me, a relationship with me through myself. Because all of that, man, it just stresses people out. I, all you could say, man, I'm just in sin all the time. Let's offer another sin sacrifice. And there's a certain sacrifice for your family. Or if you m- slept with the wrong person or you did this or it, there's, a high, there's a sacrifice for the priest. There's a sacrifice for all of Israel. And then, oh, man, there's so much in there. But thank God for Jesus. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law. So if I hear any of y'all are sacrificing goats, I'm calling the cops. Because it's weird, man. That's done. As was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago, you're right with God now. You are made right with God by placing your faith in Jesus Christ. Wow. Wow, it's, it's been simplified. And it's interesting, if you read through Scripture, you got the Torah, the books of the law, and God began to condense through prophets, condense the law. Well, it's these things. Well, it's those things. It's these. It's this. It's obedience is better than sacrifice. And you start going through Scripture, and then you get to the Gospels, and Jesus said the whole law is fulfilled by loving God and loving others. Wow. And I know, hey, guys, that's easier said than done sometimes, right? I know. But once again, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who uh, believes, no matter who we are, Short, tall, chunky, skinny, hair, no hair, afros, dreads, man, barefooted with hiking boots. Whatever you are, whoever you are, from wherever you've come, God bless you, man. You're right with God if you believe. You're right with God. Someone say, I am right with God through faith. Someone say, I'm right with God because I believe. For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God freely and graciously declares that we are righteous. He says, you are right with me now because of what? He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. Mm. 
For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. You don't have to see ceremonial law now in the Old Testament. It's all been taken care of through Jesus. We don't have to be sacrificing stuff and, and, and building tabernacles. We come to church, yeah, we meet, but man, I don't have to come to church to pray. I don't have to come to church to get forgiveness. Now, Scripture says, the Apostle Paul, I believe it's Hebrews 10.38, is it? 10.25, he says, you need to come to church. There are those that just don't go to church, they're disconnected. You need to come to church, but you can talk to God any day of the week, any time of the night or day, you can talk to God. You can enter into the Holy of Holies now. When Jesus died, Scripture says the great curtain was torn. The curtain that led into the Holy of Holies. God said, no more need, no more need for all this stuff now. You come to me through Jesus. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that what? They believe that, next verse. That Jesus sacrificed his life, or second part of that verse, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he did what? Held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past, for he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. That's powerful. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is, he himself is fair and just. And he declares sinners to be right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Can we boast then that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No, because our acquittal, right, our clearance, you've been cleared, it's not what? It's not based on obeying the law. It's based on faith. And if you believe the Lord, you believe his word, you're going to obey him. So we are made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. After all, is God the God of the Jews only? Isn't he also the God of the Gentiles? That's everybody else. Of course he is. There is only one God, and he makes people right with himself. There's a lot of repetition here. He makes people right with himself only by faith, whether they are Jews or Gentiles. Well, then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean that we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. That is powerful. What a text. Only when you have faith. Can you truly fulfill the law? Now look at my first point up here. Look at point number one. We were sinners. Once you accept Jesus and make him the Lord of your life, you were a sinner. You were a former sinner. Not anymore. See, once you get that into your mind, say, I'm not a sinner anymore, that means you don't have to keep sinning. Is anybody with me today? You're no longer a sinner, so you don't have to keep sinning. Say, yeah, but you don't understand, I struggle in this area. You're going to have struggles and areas and little bondages that the Lord is going to have to break off and stuff, especially as you're coming up in the Lord when you're a brand new believer. But you were a sinner, so stop living in the past. Stop living in the past. Stop living in the past. Look at verse 19 and 20. Let's look at those verses again. Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given for its purposes to keep people from having what? Excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. That's past tense. Look at verse 23. Verse 23, check that out. For everyone has sinned. We all short, fall short of God's glorious standard. We all sinned. But you come to know the Lord through Jesus, 
And all of a sudden, you're right with God. You say, man, is it magical? No, it's just faith. Scripture says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Today, I want you to get a revelation that once you've accepted Jesus, if today is the first day you've ever accepted Jesus and declared him as the Lord of your life, then you are right with God as of right now. You say, man, I did it last week or I did it five months ago. Then you're right with God right now. You are right with God. Man, we need to hear that message. Sinners struggle with guilt. Sinners practice sin, but not you. Mm -mm. It's hard to have much faith if you think you're a sinner. Say, well, you're, you're condemned. You ever met someone like that and they're just beating themselves up and they're just like, man, I'm struggling and just they're so hard on themselves. Hey, we should feel convicted. But did you know just remorse, feeling bad about something, just feeling bad that you did it and not being repentant, that leads to all kinds of problems. you got to be convicted and say, man, I feel bad about that, but I'm going to repent right now. You were sinners. You are sinners no longer. Praise God. Amen, somebody. You're no longer a sinner. Point two today. Now you're right with God by faith. So you were sinners once you've accepted Jesus, made him the Lord of your life. You are right with him. He's with you, he's for you, and he lives in you. Let's read through verses 21 through 24 real quick. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law. Aren't you glad? Man, if your house had mildew in it, they had to come over and do all kinds of stuff. If you, if you sinned, man, you had to do all kinds of stuff. Man, there were different types of sin where they'd bring the, they'd bring the two goats in and they'd sacrifice one and then they'd lay their hands on the other goat, poor goat, I guess putting everybody's sins on him, and that was called the scapegoat. You ever heard that saying? They put everything on that goat, and then they turned him out, turned him loose and into the wilderness. There was even a special guy appointed each time to run the goat out into the wilderness. What an interesting job. Sounds complicated, doesn't it? Say, man, you sacrifice these animals for this or that. Once a year you come and you pay this, that, and the other. And then if you can't afford that, then you bring the turtle doves. Man, there was a lot in there. And God knew what he was doing. God's very, 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 very detailed. But the simplest way I can say it is God was showing us how much we needed Jesus. Say, man, look, look, at all, look how hard it is to come to God on your own righteous, your own merits. Say, man, I'm going to fulfill the law, but then you messed up again. Let me go offer another sacrifice. Can you imagine you've been doing great, and then you go and offer a sacrifice, and that afternoon you get mad at somebody and say a cuss word or something. And then you're back having to go sacrifice again. Man! That would be really discouraging. Now this, once again, God's grace is his empowerment for you to live right. So that doesn't mean we just live like crazy and go, man, I'm going to just do what I do and ask God for forgiveness later. No, you, you get to a place where you love God enough, you want to obey him, and you say, I'm, you know what? I'm right with God, so I want to act like I'm right with God. You're right with him by faith. As was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. Verse 22. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone. Someone say everyone. Everyone who believes, right? No matter who we are. For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God freely and graciously declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when what? When he freed us from the penalty for our sins. You ever been told by someone, hey, forget about it, you don't know that. I have. 
went to fix a little valve in our vehicle. It was back in July, and I had cash, and I only had a certain amount of cash, and I was reaching for my debit card. I went to a mechanic, and I was, I, it was going to be another $55. And I, we had it in the checking account, but I was using all the cash I had, and I was pulling ones out, and I put it together. And the mechanic looks at me, and he smiled, and he goes, don't worry about the rest. I said, really? He said, don't worry about the rest. It's done. Have a good day. He had a big old smile. He's kind of a tall guy. I went, what? I felt so liberated. I told Jen, I said, man, we just saved $55. Sounds like a Geico commercial, huh, or something. We just saved a ton of money on, 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 on mechanic work. Wow. But how could you even compare that to being freed from the penalty for our sins? Because the penalty for sin is death. It's death, eternal death and separation from God. Wow, this is amazing. So now you're right with him by faith. Somebody say, I am right with God by faith. Let's put up that point two up there again so we can just look at it, make sure we're really getting that in. Now you're right with God by faith. I almost said any questions, but okay, let's go to point three. So if you're right with God by faith, God is not mad at you. That sounds overly simple, I know, but you'd be surprised the people that walk around, maybe you've done it, say, man, I just feel like God's out to get me. What? No, God is a good God, remember? We had a series on that. God is good. Scripture says it is the goodness of God that draws all mankind to Him. It's God's goodness. God is not mad at you. Now, I must say this. If you know the truth and you've accepted Jesus and you're just not living right in some areas and you just keep disobeying the Lord in those areas and you know they're wrong, the things you're doing, you need to repent. God's still not mad at you, but you open the door to the enemy when you have unconfessed sin or you keep doing something, a repetitive sin that Scripture says, and I love this verse, it's the little foxes that spoil the vines. It's those little things. Say, yeah, but I'm going to just wink at that. That's okay. I'm going to just... No, what has God been speaking to you about? He's not mad at you, but he's... Chances are this wasn't even in the, this was not in the notes. I don't know who this is for. I'm going to just try to make eye contact with as many people as I can in this house. But some of you in here, you've been disobeying God in these little areas, and God said, I've already told you about that. I've already told you about that. It's time to obey me. So God's mad at me. No, but you're feeling convicted because that bothers the Spirit of God. And you know with your conscience, people say, well, my conscience. Guess what your conscience is? That's the Spirit of God in you, especially when you're saved. Say, oh, this just doesn't feel right. I'm doing this, or I'm hanging out with them. Or, and you say, man, it's not a big sin, but I just, well, God's saying, don't do that anymore. It's not pleasing to me. Come out of there. Get away from that mess. Put that stuff down and leave it alone. He's not mad at you. And because he's not mad at you, he continues to speak to you. Because he's not mad at you, he says, stop that. Stop that. I don't know who this is for. Oh, boy. Lord, can I just go on, please? I don't know who this is for, but be careful about being on them cell phones past a certain hour because you get real vulnerable, ladies and gentlemen. You get real. I don't know what it is about being on your phone late, but you, you'll start looking at some crazy stuff. Be careful on there. Be careful. God spoke to me about this about seven years ago, and I made an agreement with my wife, and I Jen says, it was your idea. I said, I, I'm not going to be on my phone past 10. Now, it doesn't mean you, you'll call me at 10 o'clock at night to chat and I'll answer you or 930, but 
but I'm just not on my phone past 10. Sometimes I put it away at 5 p.m. I don't look at it till the next morning. But be careful about, you remember those little songs, oh, be careful little eyes what you see? Oh, be careful little eyes what you see. Y'all didn't know I could find a note. I didn't really find it. I kind of slid into it and then walked past it. But be careful little eyes what you see. Yeah. Scripture says the eyes are the windows to the soul. You ever seen somebody and you're like, man, something's up with them. Their eyes are crazy. What, what was that? Fifle goes west. What was that? The lazy eye. Do you remember that cartoon? One of those characters did a real weird bug-eyed thing. Say, man, I don't know their eyes. I don't know. Something's going on. The eyes are the light of the body. They're the windows to the soul. Hmm. God is not mad at you, but obey him. And because one, I need to repeat, because God is not mad at you, he keeps talking to you. He keeps talking to you about stuff. You can be certain that you need to be concerned if you stop hearing God's voice about that, that you, you keep doing it and you know it's wrong. And you're like, I don't hear God's voice about it anymore. Because his whisper gets quieter and quieter as the loudness and the noise of what you're doing blows it away and bl- blocks it out. Be careful. Listen to God. He said, man, man, is this a message of judgment? No, it's a message of love. God loves you and he's not mad at you. And I get to be his messenger. Wow, what, a, what an important job to say. God's not mad at you, but make sure you're confessing your sin to the Lord. Don't stay, don't stay there. Don't stay there. It's hard to believe God or that he wants to do anything for you when you think he's mad at you or we're not good enough. You're good enough by the blood of Jesus. You are good enough by the blood of Jesus. You're good enough by faith. Someone say, I am good enough. Uh-huh. By what? Because of what Jesus did, you are good enough. Someone say, I am right with God. You are right with God. I love this point four. Now let's, let's go to point four. Laugh and believe. Just laugh and believe, man. I'm telling you. Or believe and laugh. You can turn that around. Smile, relax. The one who runs the universe is on your side. He forgives you. He loves you. He believes in you. And he enjoys being in relationship with you. Now believe because the Bible says to believe. Just believe. And you know, you know, the Bible said, man, there's a dichotomy there. there it's, it's like a two-pronged thing. The, the, one, the one guy told Jesus, I believe, but Lord, help my unbelief. What does that mean? Well, you ever believed, but there was just something in you, a nagging doubt? You're like, I believe and I want to believe, but man, I'm struggling in this little area. Help me, Lord. That's all right. Our, our faith has not been made perfect yet. There's certain things where you just have faith for. Can I get an amen in here? You had faith for this? Well, to accept Jesus, he said, I believe. But sometimes with our healing, with other stuff, with believing for someone else or believing God for finances, we struggle in areas. That's what Scripture's for. It's to develop your faith in all areas. To develop your faith in all areas. Faith is not a religious word. So let's just save that for church. That'll be for Sunday morning when the pastor's preaching and when they're, they're worshiping up there. We f- we'll just have faith then. No, faith is every day. I love what a, a preacher said years ago. It was a woman preacher. She said, I don't need, I love the double negatives. She said, I don't need no pie in the sky. I need it now. Heaven's great. I'll see all y'all there. But what about in the meantime? What about now? I want it now. I want to be right with God now. I want to live right now. I remember growing up, you hear people say, you're saved now, we'll see you later, type thing. You're like, you got a ticket to heaven. Well, what do I do now? I don't even know how to live life right that way. Some denominations say, well, you're saved, but I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Man, well, let's get in the Word. That's what that is for. 
So laugh and believe. Believe and laugh. Smile and relax. Say, God, I thank you because I'm right with you. I thank you because I'm right with you. And I'm going to enjoy, <clears throat> I'm going to enjoy the ride. <laughs> That's easier said than done sometimes, isn't it? Because <laughs> storms come. Some of you are going through some storms right now. And here's a word from the Lord. Lightning doesn't last forever. Rain does not last forever. Thunder does not last forever. I wish storms in our lives <clears throat> sometimes were quicker. I, I wish the storms in our lives were just as quick as the storms that happen here. Because it's a clear day and it blows in. In the wild west out here, it's a clear day. It blows in. It rains on you. Thunder and lightning, it's gone. And the next day you're like, did it even, did it even rain? But that's a word for somebody here today. You're going to get through this trial, God says, and you're going to go, man, did it, even, did it even rain? Did it even rain? Was there thunder? I remember that in the distance. But, yeah, there was thunder and lightning, and everybody was freaked out, and it was loud. And, but then guess what? You pass through, and the storm passed, and you're all right. And God is with you. Laugh and believe. Enjoy today. Enjoy today. Enjoy today. You woke up again. God's hand is on you. He's with you. He's for you. Now he lives within you. Enjoy today. I don't need no pie in the sky. I need it now. Hey, praise God. We're going to go to heaven. That sounds amazing. But in the meantime, why were the epistles written? Say, well, no, we just, we're just going to go to heaven, and then, and then we're just going to struggle through and just have a really hard time and just get through, just kind of drag into heaven. No, the Apostle Paul and others wrote these epistles. They're letters to the church, to the saints, to the saints, to the saints. That's you. Say, man, a saint. That sounds like a really spiritual word. Saint just means you're, you're right with God, and so you're holy. That's what a saint is, a believer, someone who has been made right with God, and now they're living holy. Even through the struggle, even through the mess, even having to confess sins and stuff, laugh and believe. Somebody say laugh and believe. Let's go through these points real quick. I'm just about done. Number one, we were sinners, not anymore. Somebody say, we were sinners, not anymore. That's right. Number two, now you're right with God by faith. Somebody say, now I'm right with God by faith. You're right with God by faith. Praise God. Number three, God is not mad at you. He's not holding a grudge. Say, God is not mad at me. No, he's not. Say, God is not mad at me. He's not. He is not. And number four, laugh and believe. Somebody say, laugh and believe. And sometimes I know, man, when you're struggling, you got to do a fake laugh, huh? <laughs> you just kind of got to do your best. <laughs> Kenneth Hagin said he used to laugh like that. He said one time he laughed and the devil said, what are you laughing at? He said, I'm laughing at you. <laughs> man, I don't feel like laughing. Well, smile, man. They say scientifically it's easier to smile than frown. It requires less mus musculature. Yeah. Sometimes this is how your smiles look, huh? Like Nacho Libre. Oh, it's disturbing. Well, just laugh and believe, man, by faith. Smile. I don't mean you always got to fake it, but, man, sometimes just by faith say, how are you doing? Man, I I'm about to be all right. I've told my wife that before. Say, how are you okay? I said, I will be. <laughs> I will be. Give me a minute. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes today. I believe God has something more for you today. Is there anybody in this house at the sound of my voice?
that says, I have never, ever, ever accepted Jesus or made him the Lord of my life, would you raise your hand today? You say, I want to get right with God through Jesus. Because that's the only way you can do it. It's through Jesus. Would y'all do me a favor? Put that song, Speak by Bethany, on there if you can find it. This is a great song. But let's do that song, Speak by Bethany. Perfect. Thank you. Is there anybody in this house who says, I just need to be right with God now through Jesus. I need to accept Jesus and make him the Lord of my life. Why is that important? Well, because without him, you can't get to heaven. And without him, without faith in Jesus, you cannot have a victorious and strong and powerful life. So is there anyone in here who says, I need to get right with God by accepting Jesus? Raise that hand. All right. Just want to make sure. Good. Good, good. Here's what I want you to do now. If you say, man, I want a revelation. I want God to speak to me about being right with him. I want him to speak to me through his word, through, through preaching, I don't know, preaching topics, preaching uh, videos on YouTube or whatever it is. But I just say, I want God to speak to me about being right with him and about having faith in him. Would you raise your hand today? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to speak that over you. You have the courage to do that. I speak that over you. Father, in Jesus' name, Reveal yourself to your people today. These are your people. Now reveal yourself to your people. Reveal yourself to them through your word. Through your word, God. As they pray and seek you and read your word and come to church and serve, God, you're speaking to them. God, I declare it over their lives right now. And we agree in Jesus' name as a church family. We agree right now. God, you're speaking to them about righteousness, being right with you, and about walking in faith. And God, sometimes faith is just a decision. Say, man, I, I, how do I do it? I, I just decide to believe. I'm just going to believe him. I, I don't feel it, but I'm going to believe him right now. And other times you feel it. But faith takes practice too. And you grow your faith by, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Father, I declare faith. Folks are, are running to you, God, and they're finding faith in you, God, like never before. Speak to them, because you've given us the measure of faith. But now grow their faith, God, as they seek you. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And Lord, speak to your people about righteousness, being right with you, God. I declare it to everybody in this house. You are right with God. You have accepted Jesus and made him the Lord of your life. You are right with him right now. You're right with God. You don't have to do all that ceremony of the Old Testament anymore. And do this and do that and do the other. No, you just be right with God and seek Him. Be connected. Love Him and love others. You are right with God through faith. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, just remind us of that this week and the weeks to come. Remind us of that, God, and take us on a journey of faith, like Dad used to say, as we go through faith for life. Take us on a journey of faith, God. We need you to speak to us. Speak to us, God. We trust you and we believe in Jesus' name.